great, beautiful song. Uh, lift my hands to worship. Uh, I lift up my hands to heaven, bursting out to worship, singing songs of praises. Oh, beautiful song, beautiful song there. Uh, that's Joyous Celebration. I think that's Joyous uh, 21. Uh, I love that choir. If, you, if you're close to me, you know I love that choir. Beautiful song there. Uh, let's just say a word of prayer before we go ahead. Father, we thank you for another time in your presence. Thank you, Lord, for um, the beautiful week. Uh, and thank you for today. Thank you for giving us uh, the breath of life to be part of your study of this study today. Father, we ask, Lord, as we go into your word, your presence will be with us. You will shine light on these texts in the name of Jesus. And at the end of everything, your name will be glorified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Uh, we have uh, we have someone on Zoom. We have a couple of people on Facebook as well. So uh, please, uh, like I said on WhatsApp, feel free to send your questions ahead of time. Uh, and if you want to contribute, just let me know, especially on Zoom. Uh, WhatsApp, I mean, Facebook, you can just contribute live. Uh, I'll get to read it uh, as it's going. So. Last week, uh, we stopped at a very, very interesting point, uh, Acts chapter 4. Um, so we looked at what the disciples have been doing the, through the help of the Holy Spirit, uh, how Peter looked, saw the opportunity of a man, a crippled man being healed, saw the opportunity, people's uh, faith and hope were already arisen, and he took the opportunity to preach uh, while he was preaching. Uh, they were sent, uh, the Council of Sanhedrin, or the, the religious leaders sent for them. Uh, and I said last week, uh, why why would the religious leader actually bother about this new sect or these new guys that just came up? Uh, just check check the pod, podcast on Facebook for the previous uh, session. Uh, we had a very lovely time uh, looking at the reason why they should even bother to stop these guys. Uh, and we got to a very interesting point uh, in chapter four last week, uh, where we talked about um, a particular uh, 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 when when Peter filled with the Holy Spirit and was to address the leaders. And it started with a very even though he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, that's verse eight, as I was talked last week. Peter, being filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, "Rulers and elders of our people." That was always stopped because even though he had the Holy Spirit, uh, he still had the courtesy to address them properly. Uh, like I normally say, say, the fact that we are spiritual or the fact that we have the Holy Spirit doesn't give us a license to suspend our brain. It was, and and I, I said something really significant last week and uh, in a couple of weeks time, we'll get to Stephen's sermon. Because Peter is about to give the sermon now. You see that the sermon of Peter and the sermon of Stephen were actually almost the same. Peter started with our elders and rulers of our people. We'll see what Stephen did. That, that one, one message, at the end of one message, they warned them, don't go, don't do it again. I said they should go. At the end of another message, they stoned him to death. And like I said, you need wisdom because you just die and God will still be God. He will even welcome you home. Welcome, my son. But probably, maybe Stephen will have been able to do better uh, or do more than uh, Paul did. Probably, maybe. 
but uh, that's it. So let's let's go from verse nine. So Peter started with uh, addressing them as uh, recognizing them as rulers and the others of our people. Are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people in Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. Jesus, for Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. And that's a cross-reference of uh, Psalm 118, verse 22. Let's go on. Verse 12 now. There's salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The members of the council, now this is where, this is where we'll, we'll take a pause. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. Let me, let me share my screen. I love this. Uh, that's verse 13. I love this particular. I think I, I've told you about uh, Bible uh, works. I love it so much because it gives me, um, okay, I think you can see my screen now. Let's just go to verse 13. That's where I want to get to. So it gives me a number of other versions and you can look at the original Greek translation. Verse 13, that he recognized that they had no special training in the scriptures. But, you know, this is what has been, this is what has been, uh, um, um, let me say, doesn't really make us get the depth of this verse, especially in KJV. They were unlearned and ignorant. Now, a lot of us may now use that to, uh, give an excuse for our ignorance or for lack of education or for lack of wanting to improve ourselves. Okay, let's look at this. Let's look at the Greek word, unlearned, illiterate. Uh, okay, let's look at, look at what uh, Matthew Henry says here. Um, so ignoramos, uh, like, uh, like what our, our, our learned colleagues, uh, we, what, what, do, what do they call themselves, lawyers, who say anybody that did, doesn't study law is unlearned. This is this is uh, something similar. So um, before the judges of the ecclesiastical court for preaching the sermon concerning Jesus and working on the this is tried upon. Okay, let me just let me just let me just uh, um, let me just summarize. Now what we are talking about is that these guys didn't have a special training in the scriptures. Now what does it take to have a special training in the scriptures? In those days. Now, there are scribes. Um, um, we use that word loosely now for anybody who studied the Bible or who is a Bible study teacher or Bible study secretary in most of our campus fellowships, especially those of us that went to um, um, government school. So we call someone scribe. Uh, but scribes are not just people who read uh, the scriptures. Now, scribes are the ones that are actually in charge of the laws of the, of the, of the scrolls the prophets. So they are the ones, especially in, 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 in Hebrew culture, they, trans, they transfer the writings from one scroll to the other. Now, how meticulous these guys are, they don't copy uh, word for word. They copy letter for letter. For instance, if they want to uh, move, uh, transfer from this scroll to that scroll, this Bible uh, verse, 
for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. They're not going to be, they, they're not going to be looking at, uh, they're not going to be saying for, for God so loved the world and then go and write for God so loved the world. No, they will look at F, they'll write F, O, O, R, R, space, space. So they're going to be looking at it one by one. They're going to be looking at it one by one like that. That is why um, um, you rarely find, uh, that's why you rarely find uh, 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 Old Testament or Jewish scriptures with errors. But anyone that, so when they finish uh, transferring the whole book, they will now go back to the original, the former scroll and count the number of words and letters, one, two, three, one by one, they will count the number of total number of letters in the new one. If one is missing, just one error, that new one will be totally destroyed. Those are scribes. Those are the ones, those are the people that have training and education in the scriptures. So what the, what the Bible is saying here, or what the Pharisees were saying, or, or, or the leaders of the council were saying here, they're not talking about those guys were not were uneducated or they didn't go to school, even though we know that Peter was a fisherman. But they're not talking about, oh, these guys were just ignorant about what is happening in the society. But they meant that, no, these guys have not really gone, how are they talking about this? Because it's that's only meant for the council. That's only meant for a, a group of people that have gone to do a deep st study about the scriptures, about fulfillment of prophecies, about patterns and things like that. So, you know, if someone is listening to me, today and you read this part and you just uh, use that to cover your ignorance you don't want to study or improve yourself or get uh, extra academic uh, uh, more academic knowledge and things like that this is not what the bible is saying here it wasn't talking about uh, so because that is the is the kjv uh, let me go back to bible works let me share my screen again uh, is the kjv of uh, they perceived they were unlearned and ignorant men so this is, look at this now. Uh, <laughs> the Greek word is actually funny, idiotes. So like idiots. <laughs> okay, uh, what does it mean? A private person as opposed to a magistrate. No, maybe this is even where the lawyers got their, their, their this thing for that they, they think everybody is unlearned. Anybody that didn't study law is unlearned or... Uh, they call themselves my learned colleague or my fellow learned colleague, things like that. So that is what the Bible is saying here. It's not talking about uh, general education that these guys didn't go to school at all. No. So we should we should stop that uh, uh, excuse of 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 remaining ignorant. Um, the Lord will help us in Jesus. And so let's let's go ahead. I'm very sure we'll be able to finish this this chapter today. So and now they also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Why do they have to, 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 to note this? Jesus, now, now, I don't want us to be cross-referencing and, and going back and forth, but I'll just paraphrase. When Jesus was 12 years old and he was at the temple, when we were in children's church, our children teachers, wonderful people, great people, they taught us that Jesus was teaching the professors of law. But if you read the scriptures, Jesus was actually teaching them. He was asking them questions. And that's what I do tell people. Jesus also grew. The Bible says, he, he, after that, when he was 12 years and he was in the temple 
and uh, the parents uh, misplaced him. They went ahead. They came back after three days looking for him, and they saw him. I mean, how would someone be? How would someone be be asking professors and and teachers of the law questions for three days? That was absorbing knowledge. So the Bible says they saw him and he told them, "I will do my father's business and things like that." And he went back with them and submitted himself to his parents. You never heard in the Bible of where Jesus had issues with his parents again. He grew through the system. He grew through the ranks. He obeyed the laws. He was hungry. He was tired. He was a man like you and I who walked the surface of this earth. So he was also submissive to his parents. And at 12, he was asking them questions. He grew. So Jesus had gathered so much, has poured into these guys. So they know this Jesus as, okay, this guy used to debate the law with us. He used to interpret the law with us. Okay, these people had been with Jesus. And that was why, how they were able to absorb this much. Now watch this, just go on. But since they could not see the man, since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. Results breed respect, sir. May God give us results. May God make us have results in all we'll do, in our businesses, in our careers, in our education. When you say Jesus saves, Jesus saves. May you have results. When you say God can bless, God can increase. May you and I, may we have results to show this. They didn't just say God can heal. The man that was healed was standing right there. And results shut up opposition. Everyone standing to oppose you in the name of Jesus. The Lord will give you results. The Lord will give you outputs that will shut them up in the name of Jesus. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't see anything. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. Look at this. What should we do with this man? They asked each other. We can't deny they've performed the miraculous sign. I mean, <laughs> results don't lie. Figures don't lie like we say in sales. And everybody in Jerusalem knows about it already. But to keep them from spreading their propaganda further, <coughs> excuse me, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. So they call the apostles back and command them never to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling everything we have seen and heard. The council then threatened them further. But they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. For everyone was praising God. Hello, riots, praising God. So the people that want to start the riot are believers. <laughs> people that want to start the riot are, are Judasias or Jews who believe in God. <laughs> and their leaders were, were scared of them starting the riots. So <laughs> Aluta had been in the church from the beginning of the church. Like <laughs> this is this is great. For this miraculous sign, the healing of the man who had been laying for more than 40 years. Okay, so why would the, I think I dwelt a lot about this on this uh, last week. Why would the, the Pharisees or the, the council uh, call this propaganda? Because they already have many sects already. 
like one of the sex we talked about last week was where the zealots, the zealots can kill in the name of God. I probably the zealots were actually among these people. They were scared to start a riot. Those guys were just born everywhere. So <laughs> they were scared of the zealots. So, and who are the zealots? Uh, the, uh, one of my, one of my uh, lecturers gave a, this definition about the zealots. People who fight for what they don't, they, could, they can't even explain. People who can kill for the, a God they've not experienced. Don't we have zealots in Christianity today? Don't we have zealots in the church today? Yes, hearing uh, some denominations don't wear hearing. Yes, some denominations, ladies don't wear trousers. Why? How? So people can kill because of that. They don't even understand. They don't even know the God. The God of the, of the denomination that commanded those, those rules. Zealots in the church. Zealots. A lot of us are just zealots. We can kill in quotes for the gospel, for, for God. People get so emotional when they're defending some issues, especially on social media these days. And they don't even know the God. Zealots. So the council, religious leaders were actually scared of these guys. They could cause a riot, children of God, causing a riot. Let me not go deep into that because I think as, uh, in my denomination, I attend Christ Apostolic Church. I saw the school last week, I actually dealt with something like that. And I heard in church, we had um, a kind of back and forth on that. So let's go, let's go. And uh, verse 23. The title on my, uh, I'm using a, 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 a U version on my phone, and the title here on, in the New Living Translation says, Believers pray for courage. So, which means when they threaten them, and Peter and John said, You think we, we must obey God, we shouldn't obey you. And they threatened them further. And it's going to say, the Believers pray for courage, which means they were scared. It, it, I mean, if they were not scared, why would they pray for courage? So it's okay to be scared. You've not lost your faith if something scares you. We, we, we live in a generation where we just, we just believe, we, where we, buy, we just believe everything must be good, it must be well. Uh, you don't say negative things. It is always well. The Lord is on the throne and things like that. I'm not saying those things are not good. I'm not saying the Lord is not on the throne. But there are times that situations of life is chaos. And it's okay to be scared. It's okay to acknowledge the fact that God, I need courage. I need boldness. Now let's look at the prayers. As soon as they were free, Peter and John returned to other believers and told them what the leading priest and the elders said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted up their voices together and prayed to God, O sovereign Lord of heaven, earth, and, and the, the, the prayer went on. Um, and up to verse 20. Yeah, verse 28. So they were talking about, okay, let me read 27. In fact, this happened here in this very city for Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. Oof. We know that the, the killing of Jesus was according to God's will, but could some of our persecutions and challenges. Yeah, according to God's will. Some of the things we blame the devil for, or we accuse, um, I'm trying to get the English word, but pardon my my my, my Yoruba language, it's not Vanaku, I beg your pardon. Uh, pardon my Yoruba language. There's something we call Ogun, yeah, battle. Yeah, we see everything as battle now. 
everything is the devil, is one battle, is one witch in my family that is in charge of this thing. Could it just be God in the whole situation? And it was in the killing of Jesus that redemption came. It may be in someone's persecution listening to me now that solution is coming. It may be in your persecution. Hallelujah. So, and now, oh Lord, hear their, their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Did he pray against them? No, 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 no. This is, this is, this is, this is great. They prayed for themselves. They didn't pray against the people that threatened them. Uh, no, 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 no. If this has happened in the church today, ah, that person will, ah, ah no, no, eh? that person will hear it. I don't know. I mean, they prayed for boldness for themselves. Stretch, your, stretch out your hand and your healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through your name, through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they preached the word of God with boldness. God didn't take the threat away. See, some of, some of the things we're praying for, God will not take that challenge away. But it's going to give you strength through that. It's going to give you grace to, to pull through. They didn't pray against their enemies. They didn't pray for God to take the enemies away. They prayed for boldness to keep going. They prayed for boldness. And I'm speaking to someone today. God may not take those challenges away. I'm sorry if this sounds like bad news. But God may not take those challenges away. But he's going to give you boldness. He's going to give you strength to go through. It's going to make you able to go through that no matter what the enemy is throwing your way, no matter what the devil is throwing your way, you have this boldness, you have the strength to pull through in the name of Jesus. Okay, it's uh, almost 8.30, so let's maybe wrap, wrap up with this chapter. I'll start with chapter 5 uh, next week. So, all the believers were united in heart and mind. Now, this is where KJV, let me just quickly go to, to uh, Bible works again. I think that's verse 20, 32. Verse 32. KJV said they were in one accord, all right? In one heart and one soul. Now, what does it mean to be united in hearts and mind? Now, our hearts receives the word of God. What happens is what happens mostly to, to most believers is that our heart our heart believes that God will do this thing. Our heart receives the word on Sundays, but our minds reject the word. And, and the devil is interested in your mind. There's a, there's a someone I listened to a long time ago. I think it was TDJ that said the battle is in the mind. No, no. Just me, I wrote a book, uh, The Battlefield of the Mind, or something like that, very long time ago. So the, 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 the heart is not the problem. We know we, in our heart we accept, we've accepted Jesus. We know this word. Our minds reject the word. Our hearts may be connected to someone, but in our mind we're already thinking, uh, plan B. They were united not just in heart, but in mind. What I see lacking mostly among believers. Yes, I know some people claim, who pretend to be believers, come to church and their hearts are not even united. We know that. But even among believers whose hearts are united, 
our minds are not united. And the mind is that transformation from the heart to the mind that, that once that can happen, just be, be, rejecting, be rejecting for results. Joshua chapter 1 verse, Joshua chapter 1, when God was trying to, to encourage uh, Joshua that, oh, the battle is, is won already, you will get, God was telling him how to share the land, that don't worry, you're going to possess that land and this is how you're going to share it. There was still wall of Jericho in front of him. There were still several battles that they were going to fight. They've not crossed Jordan. God was already telling him how to divide the land. What was God doing? Yes, in his heart, he knows that, yes, God will give us this land, but it was one of the spies that went there and brought good reports. But God was transforming his mind to know that I won't die in a battle. No, battle is... God wasn't even discussing victory in the battles with him. God was talking to him about winning, about dividing land. And that shows, that shows what God was trying to work on his mind. That shows the kind of thing God is doing to his mind. Turning his mind around that, no, the battle is not, the wall of Jericho is not it. You're already dividing land. God was renewing his mind. And that is what I want to encourage someone to do today. That our mind will start grabbing what God asks for us. Our mind will start asking things. Our minds will unite with our hearts in what we are doing. Praise the Lord. And the, okay, so they were, all the believers were united in heart and mind. And they felt that what they owned was not their own. They shared everything they had. This was, this, the reason why this is possible is not just the heart, it's the mind. Honestly speaking. And that is why we, are, we find it difficult to, for that to happen in the church. Our minds are not together. That's in this, in nowadays church. The apostles testified powerfully of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's great blessing was upon them. They had no needy people among them because those who own land and houses will sell them as they did. See, the early church was not poor. You can be, you're not a poor man who owns houses, land and houses. These are real estate mongols that were part of the early church. Those who own houses and land will sell them and do what? And bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. So, I just, okay. Uh, okay, let me, let me, let's finish this so that I can, I, I want to explain that because I'm going to cross-reference and it will take a bit of time, then we'll close from there. Rest the for instance, there was Joseph, one of the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. Now, I know a number of uh, spiritual people that will say nickname is a sin, but <laughs> it's a nickname in the Bible. <laughs> Thomas was also nicknamed Didymus. Uh, that's a meaning, meaning twin. Uh, so there are several nicknames in the Bible, but this is a nickname. Barnabas is actually a nickname. A lot of people pair Barnabas today. They don't even know that Joseph was the guy's original name, although there's another Barnabas in the Bible, but they nicknamed this guy Barnabas. Uh, so, nickname in the Bible. From the tribe of Levi, and he came from the uh, island of Cyprus. He sold a field he owned and brought the money to the apostles. That's one example there. I just wanted to bring that, that nickname uh, issue there. So verse uh, 34, why there was no need among them, uh, because those who owned land and houses will sell them. Now I want to, I want to, uh, one thing I've noticed about God is God 
funds the church, especially when they are about to start. In the Old Testament, the Israel was like a replica of the church, the nation of Israel. When they were leaving um, Egypt, the, the Bible says the favor of God was upon them and they asked the Egyptians of vessels of gold, silver, and because of the favor of God that was upon them, everything they asked the Egyptians, they gave to them and they ripped Egypt of all their gold and wealth. That was how God funded the first church. The second church, or the New Testament church, this was how God funded them. People who own land, it's not a poor man that own land and houses, not one house, plural houses, brought it to the apostles' feet. Which means if you have a vision from God, the Lord will supply, the Lord will fund it. The Lord will bring vision helpers to the way. People who will say, no, 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 no. Luke chapter 8, I think, verse 1 to 3, talk about three women in the life of Jesus, Mary Magdalene, um, um, Susanna, and Joanna. The Bible says these people gave, they, 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 they met the need of, of, of the ministry of Jesus with their own money. Someone is into ministry today. Someone is trying to get a project sorted. Someone is, is about to start a church or you already started a church. And it seems like, oh, the vision is big. The Lord that founded the early church, the Lord that called you and I who sent provision in the name of Jesus. Amen. So that's chapter four. Uh, it's already uh, 8.32. Let's see if we have questions on Facebook. Uh, do we have questions? So we can take them. Uh, any question on uh, from any of our guys on Zoom? So we can take it as well. So please uh, either unmute yourself or uh, send your question as a chat so I can take them or your contributions. Facebook, no questions on Facebook. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, the audio will be available on, on Anchor podcasts you can actually search for my name on any of your podcast platforms uh, and get the audio thank you very much uh, let's just share a word of prayer before uh, we close Tola if you are there can you please uh, close us with a word of prayer Tola are you there yes okay please just uh, send a closing prayer for us Okay, our Lord and our God, we thank you, we worship you, we give you the glory for the light you've shined on our path today through your word. Thank you, O Lord, for opening the eyes of our understanding. Thank you, O God, for opening our mind to know and to do your will. We say be exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. We say be lifted, O God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we pray, O God, the seed of the word that has been sown in our hearts today will germinate and it will not it will, it will not be uprooted in the name of jesus Amen. it's going to bear fruit body of repentance in the name of jesus Amen. and uh, will not just be the era of the word alone but the doer as well in the name of jesus Amen. and we pray that lord you bless our teacher and that you have used for us today and you increase him on every side in the name of jesus Amen. thank you holy spirit thank you father we give you the glory we will meet next week. We have every reason to give you the glory. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Have Thank a wonderful week ahead.
All right.